Man, I feel like it's been forever since I've been up here. Um, we just got done with with um, a winter workout, and uh, it's 70 whatever degrees out there. And when that's the case for winter workouts, I still count my blessings a year into working here. So um, signing day, the second one, a little bit less eventful than the first one. Um, but we were able to go finish, uh, which was which was really, really cool. Excited about the additions today. Um, you know, this this uh, Cameron Campbell piece came down to, I was at the basketball game last night, um, still working on that one. Um, and to, to get a young man from right here in Tampa that that a lot of people in this country wanted at a position of need in, in corner, um, man, i super grateful to our staff and super grateful to uh, what DeMarcus Van Dyke came in and did really, really quickly. Um, and certainly Coach Orlando and that defensive staff worked really hard. Um, you know, really proud of this class. And there's no ending point anymore in college football. I feel like you're just continuing to just go. But, but really proud of, in year one, an actual complete full cycle, what we were able to do in terms of we wanted to recruit high school guys, we want to develop guys and fill holes that we feel like we need with the transfer portal. I feel like we addressed both. To sign 20 guys from the state of Florida, I couldn't be more proud of. Um, you know, you signed five from Georgia. I, I feel like, man, like that is our footprint. That's where we should be able to evaluate at a high clip. We should be able to recruit at a high clip. And now there is there is proof of concept of who we are, what we do, how we do it, and we continue to continue to attack it at a really, really high clip. I, I said it when I got here, but recruiting, you can still outwork people. Recruiting, you could still outbuild relationships. And if it really is critically important in your program and we hold people to a standard, we can go get it done at a really high clip. So I don't super follow rankings. I don't super follow where guys are and what they are because I, I feel like we'll be able to talk about where the class was ranked here in three years and and figure out who who really did make an impact and at the rate that they made the impact at but but to to go finish with being able to get a, a transfer linebacker where we felt like we needed with Lex um, to be able to go finish with with Cam to be able to work through everything with uh, with uh, Dalen Platt and be able to fi finalize that. You look at the programs we took guys from, um, there's some some really, really winning programs with elite high school coaches where guys are coming in that know how to win, that know how to work. That was absolutely huge. You know, we didn't talk, um, didn't talk uh, since the last time with the junior day with these additions. You know, James Chenault was a guy that visited in December um, and I, it kind of dragged a little bit, and another one where where DVD came in and and I think built a really quick relationship. We already had the relationship. He wanted to know who was going to coach him, um, and the ability to finish and sign James Chenault again, Jones High School in Orlando. Again, a position of need. You could tell we're trying to revamp the back end uh, at a really really high clip, um, and coming from Jones again, another guy that knows how to win. The guys we didn't talk about last time. Uh, because they were additions that came after were the were the transfer guys in DeMarco Augustine, um, certainly Abdur, Yassine, Deshaun Rucker, uh, Kwan Banks, Brent Austin, Junior Zebu, and we talked about Lex uh, signing today.
those guys, uh, again, positions in need, secondary, O-line, linebacker, um, and we went and attacked it. Um, areas where we felt deficient, where we felt like we needed immediate help, uh, went and attacked it through the transfer portal. Areas where we felt like, man, guys can certainly help immediately, but, but we have time to build and develop. Uh, we went after with high school guys, and I feel like we, we did that at a high clip. Um, I do want to thank our recruiting staff again. I know I said it on the last junior day, um, that crew, or on the last signing day, which happened to be the day before the bowl game. Um, super grateful to that, that crew, our on-campus guys and gals. They work year-round. Nobody talks about them. Nobody gives them any credit. But they have worked extremely hard to, from an organizational standpoint, from a scouting standpoint, to evaluation, to when these, these young men and their families get here on campus. Um, and thanks to MK and, and the entire crew, for giving us the ability to go and create a giant recruiting department where we're staffed extremely well with elite people um, that that have taken a lot of pride in, in what they do to give our full-time coaches the ability to go out on the road and seamlessly go attack it at a high clip. So I'm proud of where we are. Um, again, I go back to the rankings and all that. It, it's certainly humbling. None of it matters until we get out on the football field and go attack. And, and I, I go back to December 30 a year ago when I came here and I said that we are truly in a race against ourselves to be as good as we can, as fast as we can. I feel like this adds to the foundation that we've laid. And, um, and hopefully here take a couple of days, regroup and, um, and attack this 25 class, um, which we're already a year into that as well. So I'll take questions. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest thing that's changed is we have a feel for for who we should target and attack. You know, I think a year ago you're you're always recruiting off of something like either a brand and a tradition, uh, a location, or probably a combination of all of that—a brand, a tradition, a location, academically what you are, what your footprint is. Certainly, success, recent success. Um, you know, and then the vibe that the logo gives off. You know, we, we, we talk about right now where, where our logo is compared to a year ago. Um, it's you're, you're selling proof of concept now, meaning here's what we do offensively, here's where you fit, and here's the guy throwing you the football or the guy that you're blocking for or you're blocking with defensively, man, here's the scheme, here's where we were deficient, here's where you fit. And can you imagine if your skill set was in this spot, here's what you can do. Um, you're, you're selling, continuing to sell a vision. And I think the easiest thing that's been able to, that, that's come about is now uh, seeing what the drawings are, the drawings, right? Like, or whatever they are, um, generated images. Um, like they are, the actual physical buildings are cool and it'll be awesome and it'll be incredible but the commitment is what you're what you're really selling like hey there is a commitment to go be elite here there there's been a, a commitment academically here for a long time there's been a commitment at times 
or at least a result at times. But no, here's sustainable, foundational pieces that this university, our board, our alumni base, our donor base is has invested. And here it is. Like, we want to go to a level that hasn't been achieved here at any point like not just want to but here's actually the resources to go do it so you're selling proof of concept you're selling um the commitment ultimately you're you're selling the people because at the end of the day these are still families that are sending their most prized possession to you and saying here you go you got them like now you you continue to raise them into the men that we want and i think at its core I continue to try to strive to hire elite human beings, men and women that can continue to set examples of what it is to be a man in today's society. And that we're gonna take this, this young man you gave us and we're gonna give you in four or five years a young man that you're gonna be proud of. So when you combine all of that, you're selling a lot. And right now there's a really cool energy on this campus. I was at the basketball game last night, like, man, like what what else do you want and and a lot of credit to amir and, and certainly the program that jose has built but now we're bringing kids to these games and they're it's packed and it is rowdy and you're playing high level basketball again elite human beings over there in that building that you're selling like you're coming they're bringing recruits to football games and we're rocking and ro like like that is called like an actual energy, you know, that there's real momentum there and the buildings and where we are academically in this whole AAU thing and, and this commitment from an NIL space that's growing at a, at a really, really good rate. Like, man, like if you don't feel the energy, you're an idiot. And, um, and I certainly feel it. And I think the recruiting base is feeling it. You, you can even go, go around the city and you're seeing a lot more green and gold out there. Like, it's in a year with what's, what's been done, it's become cool to be um, a USF fan. And, and I imagine at some point that was the case, but I still go back to, we are 26 years into a football program. Every other place I've worked, we were over 120 some years into a football program. So what do you have to sell? Well, those are all the things you're selling that you can continue to be part of laying a foundation for something elite. And I think at the end of the day, guys want to be remembered for something, and that's what we're selling. Coach, two questions. The first one, how important is it for you to make USF football a destination and not a stopping point for players? Um, I, I think really important. I, I think right now with where college football is, I think everybody would tell you that you, you wanna bring guys in that are gonna be here and, and you're, you gotta go retain them. I go back to, you know, you, you're out on the road. We've been out on the road for two months here and, and I'm gonna give an unpopular opinion, but everybody says, man, can you believe you gotta recruit your own kids now? Like I, if I've heard it a hundred times, Man, can you believe it? You got to recruit your own kids. And I always ask, like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean you got to recruit your own kids? Like, you mean you got you to gotta do what you told the parents sitting on their couch in the living room that you were going to look out for them? You were going to treat them like your own kid? You're going to love them? You're going to demand a lot of them? You're going to hold them to a high standard? Then you're going to keep loving them? 
and then you're going to return them into society with a career plan, elite examples of what fathers and husbands look like, and then they're going to go be ready to attack life, whether that's in the NFL or, or in the real world. Like, that's what you have to do every day? Is that what you mean by recruiting them? Well, why, why don't we just do that? Like, if we told the parents we were going to do that, and that's what we say we are, why don't we just be that? So I, I know I'm giving you a dissertation here, but, but that to me is retention. So there's the plan in all of it is you got to recruit them, you got to retain them, you got to develop them. Well, relationship is 100% that. The, the young men have got to feel like you're actually pouring into them in every aspect of your program. The commitment from our administration is a huge part of that because you got to be able to feed them, you got to be able to house them, you got to be able to hire coaches and trainers and support staff and all these people that can actually provide them the resources that they need. Well, if you've got all that and the NIL space is right, then they should stay, right? Um, but everybody's, I'm not naive to the fact that everybody's dealing with it. You're dealing with it at every level of college football. You're dealing with it everywhere in the country right now. And that's the case. Like that is what it is right now. There's, you can, you can complain about it or you can adjust and learn and, and continue to maneuver the space because the people that are maneuvering it the right way are having elite success. And so how important is it? It's the most important because that's how you grow. Guys in their second year and their third year and their fourth year of a program are going to be a lot better than year one guys. It's just, it don't matter what kind of level of transfer you can bring in. A guy in his second year of his program, like I said, we just got done with, with our first full team winter workout. And like you're standing there and you're looking at it, you're like, man, does anybody remember what that looked like a year ago? Like the answer is nobody remembers it because we try to forget. Like it's, we're monumentally ahead of where we were a year ago, just in terms of trust and relationship and certainly the shape we're in. And, and I believe the caliber of player that's here a lot of the guys that were here are a year better. And so, man, retention is the key to this whole thing. And so it's critically important. We got to continue to grow there. But again, none of that guarantees any wins either. All it does is it gives you a shot to go compete. There's so much more that goes into the wins, but it's monumental. Coach Chris, a couple of years ago, basically got out at Wisconsin because he said, I can't do this anymore. You guys right now are working 28 hours a day, eight days a week, 13 months a year. I'm going to give you a platform. What has to change with the NCAA so you guys just don't burn out in four, five, or six years? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, not that I'm going to plead the fifth on it. I, I, don't really, I, I don't really want the platform or need the platform. I, I feel like I don't have the time to have a platform. Um, I go back to how can we navigate the current situation? My job as the head coach and my job as the CEO of our organization is to manage that, right? And, and in a lot of ways, year one, and this was my, I guess, sixth year one, fifth year one truly in, in in terms of coming into a program, year ones are, if anybody tells you that they don't suck, that would be lying. 
But now that we have made it out of that, now it's my job to manage everybody's time. And just like our players, I don't want to ever waste somebody's time. Like if we're going to meet on, on whatever we're going to meet on as a team, it's going to be valuable. Otherwise, I'm not going to bring them in. If we're going to go out on that football field, everything we do is going to be valuable. Same thing with our staff. If, if we're going to sit here as a staff, then whatever we're doing, we're going to be productive. And then when we're done, we're going to go leave. And then we're going to go enjoy our families. And there has to be a balance. I understand that. And I think if I've grown in anything over the last year, I have learned myself that there has to be a balance. And my job is to not let our guys burn out and girls burn out. Like, it, it's just my job. And I got to absorb a lot of that. And I'm okay absorbing a lot of that because that's what I signed up for. And coaches choose to get out, then they choose to get out. But I knew what I walked into when I walked into it. Um, and so you sign up for it. I, I get paid extremely well to do what I do. And so therefore, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, but yeah, it would certainly help to have a calendar that could accommodate um, some, some more time. But at the same time, the guys, our players, are also working just as hard. And what we're asking them to do and demanding that they do is also really hard. And so that probably won't change un until, I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm not at a place where, at least yet in my career, where I have walked into this building and been like, man, what the heck are we doing? I'm not. And at the same time, I've walked around that office and said, get out of here. I got Slick, my assistant, who's getting married here soon. Like, dude, I don't know why you're sitting here, but you're not going to get married if you don't go home. So go home. And, um, and so I, th I think that's just our job. You manage people, and, and that's what you're doing. It's all you're doing is managing people. But I'm not, like I said, I've seen, I've seen people take a stand. Nobody care what I say, anyways. So I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on it, and and make the best of what we what we got right now. Alex, you may have just answered my question, and that was, what do you have you learned most in this, about yourself in this one plus year at USF? And you just said the need to find the balance, especially in a, in a collegiate landscape that's changing at warp speed. So perhaps that's it, or not. You know, what you found, what you've learned most about. Yeah, uh, that's been a question I've I've been asked a bunch, and I, I feel like I continuously think I've got to go and reflect maybe a little bit to actually come up with the, a real answer for that. But I, I think I think what I've learned more than anything, just off the top of the dome, is that it is still a people business, and I think if if you get caught up in in anything other than that, I, I feel like that's where it goes sideways. And for me, I continue to go back, and, and I, know, I think I've shared this before, but you know, last last February, we were almost two months, two and a half months into into our tenure here, and man, like, wouldn't sleep, like, get up in the middle of the night, email myself, write notes, draw plays, like all like nonsense. And all things that were important, but I'm like, man, like I'm just like this is like crazy because there's so much to do. 
Like there was not enough time in a day to do it. And, and I literally kept waking myself up and, and just saying, man, like, can I make the important thing the important thing today, which is the players, which is our staff. And in that order, our players and our staff. And from that moment on, literally, when I would, when I, I would wake up, that's all I would think about is, like, every decision you make, every choice you make, because it is just a series of decisions the entire day, every choice you make, make it about the kids. And it get, that gets questioned at times by everybody, but just make it about the kids. And I don't mean to make it seem like this um, fairy tale like, because it's, it's legitimately not. It's can you wake up every morning, make it about the kids. Wake up every morning, make it about the kids. And as I've grown, can you also make it about your staff and continue to serve, continue to provide servant leadership, continue to remain humble, continue to serve in a humble way and lead. And I continue to feel like... Uh, continue to remain grateful for my last couple of years coming into this situation because I didn't feel like I was ready for anything like this until the last couple of years where I was in a position of leadership where everything was magnified, where you were, every move you made was dissected publicly, and you had to continue to question, man, like, how's this going to be perceived? But if I just make it about the kids, I'm always going to be right. And I think if I've learned anything, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm continuing to wake up every morning, make it about our players, make it about our staff, never think about myself in any decision I make because I am going to be a byproduct of our players and our staff, and continue to perfect my process and what I do every single day myself, starting with the players, our staff, and then continue to evaluate every single thing we do and hold this entire organization to a standard that once it's reached, we raise it. But you have to demand that it's reached every single day. And you gotta do it in a very humble way that creates an atmosphere that people wanna be a part of. The players, the coaches, recruiting staff, dietitians, strength staff, sports medicine, name it, that people wanna be a part of. And, um, and so if I've learned anything, just continue to make it about the players. What we've seen across the college football landscape this year, it seems like it's a, it's a growing issue or challenge that you have is that kids are all jumping across the board into, into the portal, not necessarily wanting to leave, but seeing what money is out there. How do you handle now something that's been added to your plate that you know we haven't had to deal with in the, in the past? Yeah, again, I think the people that have been able to adjust and, and find ways that that can be under, I understand that it's part of it while still continuing to keep the main thing the main thing. Um, I think the people that have been able to navigate that and figure it out have, again, I, I said it earlier, have been able to have elite success. People that are diving headfirst into it and don't really have a plan to what's out on the other side of it, I think are struggling. I've tried to stay ahead of it. I've tried to figure out what best practices are out there and go back to continue to make it about the players, continue to make it about the guys that have put the work in, that are valuable, 
making sure that those guys are valued. Um, but yeah, I think just like anything else in life, when money gets involved, learned a long time ago, when somebody tells you it ain't about the money, it's always about the money. Um, but I do feel like you can continue to keep this game as pure as you can by how you treat people, the relationships you build within your, your organization, and continue to pour into people. And when, when it ends up about the money and you ain't got it, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, I had said it earlier, it's a, it shows a commitment, probably more so than the actual, the, the actual bricks that are being laid. It shows a commitment to, to, one, the football program, two, the alumni base, the donors. It's the next step for us. And, again, before you can actually see the building or know that the building is there, it shows a commitment that we're pouring money back into, into our student athletes. We're pouring resources into getting them to be the best versions of them. But that's what you're selling is the commitment. And now you have pictures. Soon we'll have, we actually had a billboard out there, but soon you'll actually have cranes and stuff, which will be even easier to point to. We've got to get a crane slip. <laughs> can use Fowler Avenue to get it for us. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to rock and roll April 13th at 2 o'clock uh, here at Corbett Stadium. I thought that was a really, really cool environment a year ago um, inside Corbett. And so we're, we're going to try to try to replicate and, uh, and working through maybe some more seating there um, to be able to accommodate more people. But afternoon game, softball is going to play right after us and then um, – Billy Strings, am I right? Billy Strings. I got to catch up on and figure out who Billy is. But um, but then uh, that concert is that night. That's why we ended up doing it in the afternoon. And I think it'll be awesome. Um, it'll be awesome to do a day deal. Uh, we'll not televise it uh, just because I don't really want a whole lot out there. Um, you know, maybe we'll come out in the eye under center and and play the clock game this year, so don't want anybody to know out there. And um, But it'll be awesome. It'll be exciting. I'm excited to do it on campus. I thought that was that was where we had to be. Hopefully that's, that crowd of students that was there last night for Amir and that crew shows up at that deal as well. And uh, we'll have a blast Saturday afternoon football here on campus. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it.